The reading is Luke chapter 13, verses 10 to 17, page 1046 in the Pew Bibles. A crippled woman healed on the Sabbath. On a Sabbath, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues, and a woman was there who had been crippled by a spirit for 18 years. She was bent over and could not straighten up at all. When Jesus saw her, he called her forward and said to her, Woman, you are set free from your infirmity. Then he put his hands on her, and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Indignant because Jesus had healed on the Sabbath, the synagogue ruler said to the people, There are six days for work, so come and be healed on those days, not on the Sabbath. The Lord answered him, You hypocrites, doesn't each of you on the Sabbath untie his ox or donkey from the stall and lead it out to give it water? Then should not this woman, a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has kept bound for eighteen long years, be set free on the Sabbath day from what bound her? When he said this, all his opponents were humiliated, but the people were delighted with all the wonderful things he was doing. This is the word of the Lord. Hello, good morning. Um, we are going to play a little game now, and so we need helpers. We need helpers who are probably under the age of 12, where, you know, hands up if you're happy. It's a race, it's, it's fun, I promise, nothing horrible. Okay, so on this side, let's have, in the blue and white top, put your hand up, yep, perfect, one. Oh, well, maybe it's, maybe it's, it's, it's Harvey that's the, uh, this team, I think, that have won. Why don't we sit down for a moment? We're going to think a bit about what's happened, Harvey. Why don't you sit down, Josh? Why don't, why don't you sit down? And what we're going to do is I'm going to ask you to stand at various stages because I'm going to tell you the, the story of, of what happened, if you like, with, with Jesus that day when he met this woman. If you like, if you can imagine, it was a normal morning when, when the Jewish people would have gone to the synagogue. The synagogue is a bit like a church. And so they'd gone there. And Jesus had done the usual thing, kind of like what I'm doing now. He was standing at the front and he was, he was teaching people. And then all of a sudden he sees this, this woman. So I'm just going to pick a woman. Susie, I'm going to pick you basically. And all of a sudden, the thing about Susie is, the reason why I picked Susie is because a lot of people know who Susie is if they come to church. And that was like the woman in Jesus's story. We know that she was, went to the synagogue every Sunday or every Saturday as it would have been. And so she was known by everyone. Also, we know something else about this woman. This woman was injured in some way. She didn't have a bad knee, a bad leg like Josh has got, or a bad arm like Harvey's got. She had a bad back. So why don't we stand up? Why don't we all stand up? And we're going we're gonna to pretend, if you like, that we're like this woman. The thing, everybody knew who this woman was. The reason why everybody knew how this, who this woman was as well was that she walked funny. You know, like, she didn't walk like this. She walked because she had a bad back. And in particular, her spine. So if you think the spine is this bone there, it wasn't straight. And so she was bent over like this. So can we bend over like that? 
Now, now try and walk bent over like that. You see, you stop, stop, stop. You see, you shuffle, don't you? And there's something else about this, this woman. She'd had this bad back for 18 years. And then one morning, just sit down for a moment. One morning, this is what happens. Jesus sees the woman. She'd kind of like be in the crowd, a bit like Susie is there. And he says, come out. So come out, Susie. Now remember, you've got a curvature of the spine. You can't walk like that. You see, and all of a sudden, she's, she's coming out. And all of a sudden, people are thinking, keep going. It's hard to do, isn't it? And, and also, if you've noticed as well, if you walk like this, you can't really lift your head up that far. So she couldn't necessarily see Jesus properly. And of course, everyone is feeling a bit tense, thinking this doesn't normally happen in the synagogue. And they're thinking, they're a bit curious what's going to happen next. And immediately, this is what happens next. Well, so why don't we stand up, all of us stand up, and pretend we're like this woman. And we read that this woman and Jesus, kind of, she comes to Jesus. And Jesus says, woman, you are set free from your weakness. And so she would have said, like, to you, what's your name? Pardon? Theo, Theo, you are set free from what's causing your bad back. And then what he does is he puts his hands. Now, how he does it, we don't know. Maybe Jesus got down to where this woman was and kind of eyeballed her. And then sort of like, or maybe he just put his hands on her head. Or maybe he put her hands on her shoulders like that. And immediately we read, she straightened up. You can go and sit down, Susie. So let's sit down for a moment. You see, the thing about this story, though, is as we go on, we find this. You see, with Harvey, with Josh, we treated them with bandages. The thing is, the bandages would have been no good for the woman. Because the woman's weakness in her spine wasn't something like a physical wound. It was something far deeper in her life. You see, when we, when we think about it, why don't we stand up again? You know, sometimes what happens is this, isn't it? Maybe you're running around in the school playground and you fall over and you might hurt your knee. You might cut your knee or you might graze it. That's one type of wound. Maybe you might fall down the stairs. Anyone ever fallen down the stairs? Yeah, and you might bruise yourself. You know, I've got to the age now where I fall up the stairs. And it's, it's, it's really, and in fact, they're really weird. Those steps are really bad, you know, especially if you've got shoes on like mine, because I've nearly fallen down those stairs. And you bruise yourself, or you might break a bone. Or sometimes, you know, you can, you can, you can get another type of wound where you, where you tear a muscle. So I've torn a muscle in my knee. I've done too much spinning. And so I've torn a muscle. But there are some wounds that happen, aren't there? Let's sit down for a moment. There are some wounds that happen, and we know this, don't we? Let's think about the school playground for a minute. Someone is not very nice to you in the school playground, or maybe you're not very nice to someone in the school playground. You might get bullied. And all of a sudden, what happens is there's a wound there. 
And how you choose to respond to that wound can make all the difference. And this was the problem with the woman. Can I sit there? The problem with the woman was this. Her wound had been caused by something that had happened to her 20 years before. And it started out with a bit of back pain. But over time, it had led to her back being completely fused. And what had happened is she'd made an agreement. She'd made an agreement with someone we call the devil. And what that meant was this. When something bad had happened to her, she'd decided that instead of giving that situation to God, she'd decided that what was going to happen was she was going to maybe get angry about it, or maybe get resentful about it, or maybe get bitter, or maybe get even. That person hurt me, so I'm going to hurt them. And that's what had happened to this woman. And that day, in the synagogue, Jesus spoke to each one of them, to the woman, and said, you are set free. And then He put his hands on that person, on the woman, and immediately her back was straight. And Jesus sees all of us, and Jesus will call each one of us, whoever we are, because he knows our name. And he will come, and he'll want to speak words of freedom into each of our lives, and he'll want to do something about it. I'm going to show you a picture this is, the, this is the picture I'm going to show you now. You see, Jesus doesn't call us out to the front to heal us. He calls us to this place here. This is a cross. It's a place of healing. And what Jesus calls each one of us to is he calls us to this place. This particular cross... I'm going to tell you a story. This is a story of two best friends. Anyone best friends here? Anyone got a best friend who's here this morning in church? Yeah, maybe you have. This is the story of two best friends. And they go on this particular journey. They go on a journey of 500 miles. And they're journeying from France into northwest Spain. And they're going on something called the Camino de Santiago or the Camino Way. Some of you adults may have seen the program Pilgrimage really on, recently on BBC. That's the journey that they took. The thing about this journey, though, is this. One of them a bit, is a bit like Wendy. So they're behind you. Look at Wendy. And Wendy's in a wheelchair. And so what this friend agrees to do is to push his friend who's in a wheelchair, 500 miles. And the thing about this wheelchair and the thing about this journey is that it's over mountains. So if you can imagine, it's hard enough if you've ever tried to walk up a big hill. But he agreed to push her along the mountains. And on the highest point, there's this big pole. And on top of the pole, is there's a small iron cross. And what you can see, what you can't see, is you can see for miles around, and you can see this pole, and you can see this cross. But what you can't see until you get very close 
is you see all those stones. And there's a million of them. And all those stones have been left by people. They've been left by people because Jesus has seen what their life is. He's seen that they're kind of like the woman, that they've got some sort of burden or they're not free. They've made some sort of agreement that it's led to some sort of anger or hatred or bitterness or resentment in their lives. And so Jesus has called them. And the way that he's called them is to journey to the cross on the Camino de Santiago. And what they do is they, they take a stone and they leave the stone at the foot of the cross as the sign to say, Jesus, would you heal me? And that act leads to them feeling this sense of freedom like the woman felt and like she was liberated. And so this morning, what Jesus would say to each one of us is he sees all of our lives. He sees us in places where nobody else sees us. And he calls each one of us, whoever we are. And we may think, well, I'm fine. But Jesus knows everything about your life. And because life is tough, there are times when we will have made those agreements that have led to things that aren't like Jesus would live his life, living in each of our lives. And Jesus wants to say to us this morning, I want you to know my freedom. And so what he does is he wants you to know the freedom of the words of forgiveness. Like he says to me, Father, forgive Ian when he doesn't live like Jesus would. But also, he wants us to be liberated, to be set free. And the way he does that is he doesn't lay his hands necessarily on our shoulders. He laid his hands on here and on here. And he was nailed there. And it was that act that we call grace. Grace isn't something we might say before a meal. Grace is all about God's love for us, how God loves you more than anybody else. And there's nothing we can do to make God love us anymore and nothing we can do to make God love us any less because that's grace. And it's that act. So I pray this morning that each one of us would know that God sees our lives, that he calls each one of us And he says, I want you to know the freedom of my forgiveness. And I want you to know how much I love you. Let us pray. Dear God, we we thank you for Jesus. He's such an incredible guy. And he was able to do things at times that we just are amazed at. And so, Lord, I pray each one of us this morning would know that you see us and you call us. Maybe he's calling you this morning. And may you know the freedom of his words of forgiveness. Father, forgive. And may you know the grace of how much he died for you. Amen.